Man, did we dive into a lot on Wednesday's live show. Chris was driving back. We caught him in Birmingham. So, of course, we wanted to make sure that we uh, we talked about the traffic and all that good stuff. We, uh, we hit on Pete Rose's 80th birthday. It was National Attorney Appreciation Day. So we talked about three fictional attorneys that uh, that we would choose to represent us. Aaron Donald facing assault charges, brown sign, clowny. I mean, just all kinds of different stuff. So there was a lot to talk about. And uh, and hopefully you enjoy it. If you did, tell somebody. Share it out on social media. You know, whatever it is. Tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy it, don't. Just pretend like this show never even existed. Wait for a good one and then tell them about it. So... Let's uh let's tell you right quick, winningcureseverything.com, sbrpicks.com slash ncaaf are the sites. And now we'll go on and get to the show. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is Wednesday, April 14th, and we are live officially on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, Twitch, etc., If you would like to be a part of the show, any of those platforms will populate right there on your screen, bottom left-hand corner. You can be a part of the conversation if you so desire. And today, on the phone, we have one Mr. Christopher Giannini. Chris, how are you? I'm doing all right. Just uh, fighting my way through Alabama traffic, so we all know how I feel about that. Well, just be glad that you were doing it on a Wednesday and not, uh, not like a Monday or a Sunday coming back from the beach. Because uh, those trips back from Gulf Shores and whatnot, Mobile, Orange Beach, Destin, all that, it, it's a train wreck trying to get through 65 down there. So you uh, hopefully are not having to deal with too, too much as of right now. So, uh, no, I, I ran into a pretty good wreck, but that, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah, they're, uh, they're expanding the, uh, the highways down there. So hopefully, you know, the interstates will be all, all good to go. Uh, Tim James jumps in on Facebook. He said, what up, G? What is up indeed? Good to see a bunch of people already jumping in. we got uh, a lot to discuss today. Before we do so, winningcureseverything.com is the website. Go ahead and check that thing out. I have uh, spent quite a few hours on that thing to make sure that it looks nice. Every show, every appearance, everything that we do will be up there on that site, including anything that we decide to write or whatever else. It all just pops up right there, including all the different places where you can follow us, subscribe to us, catch the show, etc. So, check out the show, winningcureseverything.com, or the website, excuse me. And you can also find us on sportsbookreview.com. The college football page is ours. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. There is a link in the description if you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast as well. You can find our college football show every week. It comes out on Wednesday. And then, of course, once we get into the season, we will have many, many more shows there. So go ahead and check that out for us, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, or you can find it on YouTube. Search out SBRPicks. Chris, today is Pete Rose's 80th birthday. Now, you hit me up, and you said, hey, I really want to talk about this. How, uh, what, what brought it up, you know, what, what brought your attention to it? And, um, and obviously, we'll have to talk some of the Hall of Fame stuff with this. What, uh, what are your thoughts here? Well, so growing up, you know, I, I grew up loving baseball. Pete Rose was kind of a god in, in the in the in kind of the realm of he would 
we were at the end of his career with us growing up, and uh, he was now in his managerial duties. But, but I mean, I, I grew up with him being one of the top five best baseball players of all time. Okay? Yeah. And, and I think he's a legend. Today's his birthday, and I uh, was listening to the Tony Kornheiser show, and hang on, I'm trying to figure out where the hell I'm going right now. All right. <laughs> um, and, um, and when listening to that today, I, uh, Tony covered him for a long time, obviously, his whole career. And, and he talked about um, a bunch of different P-Rose stories that were just interesting. Now, now, if you grew up and you grew up loving baseball, you know a lot of the P-Rose stories already, right? Right. And, and many of the things that we've already heard throughout the past. This was a story I had never heard told before. Um, Tony was doing a kind of a special, an expose, whatever, on Mike Schmidt, third baseman, one of the best third basemen of all time. And um, – and he said, uh, tell me about some of the players that you, you played with that impressed you the most. And he said, well, he said, let me, let me tell you about a Pete Rose thing. He said, so, so every player in baseball knows, like, you know, ha- has some weird knowledge of the game. Um, there's a thing, Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer can tell you every pitch he ever threw in every at-bat, right? Like, they just have these weird memory recalls. Yeah, some okay. have uh, some have about eidetic their, memories. I've I've read about those. Yeah, well, well, but it's usually about their stuff, right? Right. He said he said his very first year playing alongside Pete, he said he hit the double in a game. It's just a rando game on like a random Tuesday, and uh, later he gets drove in. He scores. He gets back into the dugout, and Pete says, "Hey, how about that? What what do you, what do you think of that double?" And Mike says, I, you know, all right, like, what about it? And Pete looked at him, and Pete said, that's your 100th career double. <laughs> Pete played with this guy for one year. This is not Jim Palmer knows all of Jim Palmer's pitches. This, is, this guy knows everybody's stats in every situation there could possibly be on a baseball field. While Pete, Pete is the ultimate yin and yang good and evil um baseball player of all time in the sense of he is like 80 percent knuckle dragon neanderthal but that also made him you know charlie hustle and it also made him you know be able to swing a club real well and 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 give him the athletic strength and ability and skills that he has but there's this 20 percent of his brain that was savant like where I, yeah. he knew more about the game than anybody playing it, coaching it, covering it. Nobody had knowledge that he had. Nobody. And I always found that impressive. I love stories like that about him. And and when Tony told that today on a, on his podcast, I thought, man, that shocks me. Like that that's something that I find to be pretty amazing because I have none of those gifts at all. He uh he was not a, a bad manager, you know. Um, well, no, he was a great. You know the reason he was a great manager? He knew what everybody's abilities could be, what their numbers were in every situation. Yes. And he didn't have to look it up in a book. He didn't have it in an iPad. It was all in this computer of his brain, and he had this one side of his brain that worked more efficient than anything else. And then it was like all the rest of it was just filled with, you know. Uh, hops and, and, and bong resin. It's just like, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. If if you go and look at his major league records that he still holds, uh, most career times on base, most career singles, most career hits, played appearances, at-bats, uh, games played, winning games played, um, only player to play at least 500 games at five different positions. Like, I mean, he, yep. he played every position on the infield uh, Sands short, uh, shortstop. He played right field and left field. Uh, most career runs by a switch hitter. Most career walks by a switch. I mean, he's it's insane. Like the the numbers are just yeah. nuts. So you know the fact that he is eighty years old. We are going to. I think what they are doing, and we've talked about this on the show multiple times before. I think what they're doing is they're going to wait for him to die, and then they're going to put him in. I think that I think they are petty enough that they do not want him to be able to enjoy it. 
and, and, I, and I thought of something today when, when I was thinking about yep. you know, you know, Bud Selig about five years ago, um, kind of gave Pete an opportunity to admit his wrongdoings and not five years ago, sorry, about 15 years ago, maybe it might've been longer than that. Um, to kind of welcome him back into baseball, but he basically wanted him to like admit all the things that he did wrong, and then ask for forgiveness or whatever. Like, yeah, make it a ask, spectacle. Like his his apology, and so at the end of it, like Pete took that opportunity to like basically cash in, make money off whatever, and and didn't really apologize right. And so baseball was like, oh, we gave you your chance, you know, no more. You acted like a Neanderthal again. You acted like a barbarian, and and we're 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 done with you. So back back out into the cornfield, Pete. And you know my stances on apologies, right? Like I don't need anybody to ever apologize to me for anything ever, ever in life. Like I just don't. They're the most unnecessary thing in the world. Like if you ever did anything to wrong me, and it was with malice intent, if you if you meant to harm or hurt me, and you really are sorry. Then, then all you have to do is just show that you're sorry by not trying to hurt me anymore and be good to me. Yeah. If you're not really sorry, then then just leave me alone. Your apology means nothing. Like, and if it was an accident and you didn't have any malice intent behind it, then you don't need to apologize to me for anything because it, it doesn't matter. We're all imperfect and we all make mistakes. And I, the apology is not going to make you feel better. It's not going to make me feel better. Let's just move on with it. The fact that, that, you know, if that happened today in 2021, we're all so damn sensitive and, and, and we're so, like, we, we all care about our feelings so much. I could totally understand, like, demanding, like, because we, we do it all the time. Like, we demand people to apologize constantly here. Oh, yeah. And then we grade them on if it was good or not. And this was, like, way before we were all super sensitive about this stuff. And it, it kind of pisses me off about Bud Selig. Like, if you wanted to welcome him back in, you could have done it without him needing to admit anything. You could have just moved it. We all know the truth. We all know. And here's the thing. We're never going to know, like, the whole truth about everything. But does it matter? And would it change anything? No. Not a chance. This is, this is not a family that had a loved one lost and they need closure, right? Like, we're trying to find the killer, okay, and, and see that that person's brought justice. This is not that. There's no real victim here. Yeah. So let's just move on and, and welcome him back into the fold. And I think Bud, Bud wanted him to bend the knee, kiss the ring. Pete wasn't going to do it. And, and I think, you know, it's kind of shitty of you to ask him to. Like, either you want him back in or not. Either he has value to you in the game or he doesn't. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad that he didn't, you know. It, it makes it that much more important, you know. I, it's The whole thing is is ridiculous on its face looking at it now, considering that sports gambling is, is legal, you know, across the majority of this country right now. And you look back, it, it's kind of the Kelvin Sampson thing in Indiana. You know, he was blacklisted from college basketball jobs for forever, because he was calling and texting recruits, you know, according to the NCAA, too much, right? Well, with that, yeah. uh, now none of that stuff is illegal by the NCAA. They changed the rules to allow it, you know? And I'm not saying that Major League Baseball is allowing managers and whatnot to bet on games now, but, like, it, obviously there's a lot more going on here. It, it, it It's just ridiculous to think about. Uh, let's let's move off of that. We've already spent uh, 12 minutes on it, so let's let's dive into... National Lawyers Appreciation Day. Now, you brought this up to me. Is this something else that was brought up on Tony Kornheiser? No, no. Um, that, I, I follow I, I follow Cousin Sal. That's right. Uh, That's like, right. Religiously on Twitter. Sal's an attorney. Uh, him and Rachel Bonetta on Fox Sport Live or whatever. Um, or what's the name of the show? Uh, Fox, Fox Bet Live. Fox Bet Live. That's it. Yep. So, so anyway, him him and Rachel like go back and forth all the time, and you know, he he was I, he was either making her appreciate him or whatever. Because today is apparently National uh, uh, like Attorney Appreciation Day or Lawyer Appreciation Day. Yeah, and I, I found that to be funny because like if 
especially when I was a younger guy, if there was ever a group of people that needs appreciation less, it's a it's a group of attorneys. I, you know, like like I think I think the world is as shitty as it is in our country because we over politicize everything and we over litigate everything. Yes. So if you yes. if you took all the attorneys and all the politicians and you like just threw them in a cave somewhere, like the world would be a whole lot better place. Yeah. So I found that to be funny. The older I've gotten, I appreciate attorneys more because it, I now see the value of not getting you out of trouble, but keeping you out of trouble. It's the advice to make sure, like when you own businesses, you run things, you're trying to do deals. It's making sure all the legal language is, is, um, is you know, all your T's are crossed, your I's are dotted, and, and just making sure everything's done to where you are protected. Um before trouble ever gets there. And so I, I do have more appreciation for attorneys today than I used to. But Cousin Sal basically was joking with Rachel about who who is your favorite um, uh, fictional... Fic- yeah. Fictional attorney. In, in TV land, <laughs> movies, whatever. And, uh, and Rachel actually picked Cousin Sal because he's actually a fictional attorney. Um, but he's a real attorney. He just doesn't actually practice the law, I don't think. Well, no, no, no. I mean, he's, he's obviously a, a talking head, you know, for, for sports yeah. gambling now, which I don't blame him. I think yeah. it's probably a better gig. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've got three names. You've got three names as well. Yeah, well, I did a list of six just in case we had some of the same names. I don't know that we've got any of the same names. So, that works. I've got three of them. I can I can come up with more if need be. Um, no, no, me- no, no. Who's your Who's your number one choice if you were going to build a team of attorneys to protect you, defend you, fight on your behalf? Who's your number one attorney you got? My number one attorney is Jackie Childs, off of Seinfeld. Now everybody remembers okay. he was he was Kramer's attorney. Uh, it, That's basically, right. he was based on Johnny Cochran. But uh, that's right. That's if, right. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. All that kind of stuff. You know, it, I, I yeah. thought he was hilarious, but also thought the way that he went at things, he was very aggressive. So I would one hundred percent take him number one in my in my uh, fictional draft here. All right, my my number one, and I should have looked up his character name, but I was already driving, so uh, so I don't know. I don't know his character name. But I'm going to go with, with my boy, my, my fellow New Englander and, and Bostonite, uh, character in Rainmaker. Rainmaker. Let's see. What was the character's name? Uh, it is a Memphis movie. You should know that movie. I know. Uh, Let's see. Rainmaker movie lawyer. Uh, it's him and Danny DeVito. Yeah, they finally get the big time like a pharmacy company or hospital or something like that for a little guy. Let's see, is it Rudy Baylor? Is that the no? Let's see. I, I, I don't remember the name. I should remember. It's been years since I've seen the movie, but I'm going with Damon. It's my guy. Let's see. He took see. down the establishment. Yep, Ru- you know, that's what I want to be. Rudy Baylor. That's him. Rudy Baylor. Rudy Baylor. Okay, so you would take Rudy Baylor. Okay, okay, I can go I with take that. Rudy Baylor. All he, right. He was he was fearless against the establishment. That's that's the guy I want. That's I probably should have uh, should have like really researched and like looked up some of these because the ones that I came up with were were the ones that I just thought of immediately. No, of, no, like, no, 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 no. My my other my others are are complete nonsensical. That's that's the only <laughs> guy that actually went to law school and with a brain. So, <laughs> all right, that works for me. Uh, my my second one here is Ben Matlock. So everybody remembers Andy Griffith. <laughs> Did Matlock now right. old school, uh, but I I absolutely love it. I think that he's serious enough. He looks at things outside the box, and uh, and he won many many a case on uh, on that TV That's show. Right. So I'm I'm down with that's that. Right. You pair him with Jackie Childs, I think we got a good team building. So that's uh, that's who I'm rolling yeah. with. Uh, hey, Matt jumped All in right. on YouTube. He said JG Wentworth and uh, Corey B. Tryant. <laughs> I don't know that those guys are actually. <laughs> Fictional, but uh, but we've seen them on TV enough that uh, that I guess it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. My next one. My next one's probably I'm, I'm hoping for a family discount here, but I'm going with uh, Vinny Gambini. I, I cannot believe he wasn't my number one. He probably should have been my number one from my cousin Vinny. Um. So that was actually my third one. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm stealing him. Stealing you. I have to come up with another one. So. All right. 
let's see. Give me give me two seconds here, and let me let's see. You want me to give you my third one? Yeah, go ahead. Give me your third one. All right. I, and I've got a I've got a backup if you want this one right here. It's pretty good. Lionel Hunt, the attorney from The Simpsons. Uh, yep, yep, yep. I can understand that. I can understand that one. Let's see. I am going to roll with, uh, let's see, who was the guy on, let's see. Hold on, I'm looking it up. All right, here we go. Arrested Development. You don't need double talk. You need Bob Loblaw, right? That was uh, right. that was Scott Bayo. Rob Lowe's character. That was it was Scott oh, Bayo. Okay, Scott Bayo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bayo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll take Scott Bayo. That's I'll take uh, Bob Loblaw. Like. <laughs> all right. So so I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna date I'm gonna date myself. I, I would venture to say that 80 percent of the people that listen to this have no idea what this show is and uh, and, and, and or care, which we we probably lost all the audience already anyway. But <laughs> Dan Fielding from one of the best shows of my childhood, which is Night Court. Not if if you can find John Night Court anywhere on TV, yep. it is a hundred percent worth all the time you're going to invest in watching Night Court. Yes, that it, was it, my that's a fantastic show. One of the greatest shows on earth. I have no idea if you can stream it anywhere or not. No clue. But you know what? I can find that. Hey, uh, uh, the Brown Yeti jumped in on YouTube. By the way, he said Barry B. Benson from the B movie is the only one I need. So triple B, <laughs> triple B. I'm good with it. Let's there you see. Go. I'm looking to see if you can actually stream Night Court. I, I'm sure that you can somewhere, but that was a fantastic. You might have to buy it on Amazon. Let's see. Night Court. And let's see. Night Court is on. It is streaming on Sling. You can rent it on Amazon or you can buy it on Amazon, Vudu, or Apple TV. So it's out there. It's out there. You can you can watch that's it. Right. So, yeah, that's a that was a fun show. That was a that was a hell of a lot of great. fun. That's a great late night TV show. That's a, you have got that right. All right, let's move off of that. Let's uh let's talk NFL for just a little bit and go ahead and remind everybody Thursday, April 29th, NFL draft first round live stream right here on our YouTube page with the Westlot Pirates boys. If you have not listened to their Big Ten Northwestern podcast. Make sure that you do go check out the Westlot Pirates. They will be on with us. All five of us are going to be live uh, dissecting the draft, uh, making jokes, all that kind of stuff for, what, three, four hours, somewhere around there. But it'll start 7 p.m. Central Time as soon as the draft starts. There are a lot of things to talk about even early in the draft. So we are going to start this right when ESPN kicks it off. Uh, so make sure that you are subscribed to us on YouTube, and you'll be able to follow along there. Uh, first story of today, as far as the NFL goes, Aaron Donald is facing assault charges. Now, did you uh, did you hear about this? I did not until you texted me and was uh, telling me about it. So a wild story. An attorney filed a criminal complaint against Aaron Donald with Pittsburgh police on Wednesday. He said the defensive tackle and others assaulted his 26-year-old client at an after-hours club last weekend. Uh, this is from Lindsay Theory over at ESPN. Said attorney Todd Hollis said his client, DeVincent Spriggs, needed 16 stitches suffered a broken orbital bone, a broken nose, and a sprained or broken arm. Uh, the attack occurred. Yeah, the attack, uh, let's say hey, Matt jumped in and said, you think ESPN will bring up the random horrible facts about the draft picks? Of course, all the tragedies will be there. Um, he said uh, the alleged attack occurred around 3 a.m. Sunday, and the attorney released a photo that showed Spriggs with facial injuries and swelling, and his face is jacked, man. I mean, it. It, it, it looks like this dude should not have survived this. It was unreal. Uh, he said, we believe that there was a misunderstanding. Mr. Spriggs bumped into Mr. Donald, and Mr. Donald escalated the matter, leading to my client's assault moments later. Um, so the Rams, of course, released a statement that they are aware of the reports. Uh, he's, of course, a three-time NFL Defense Player of the Year, seven-time Pro Bowl selection. He's got 85-and-a-half career sacks. Uh, he did play at Pitt. The reason he was in Pittsburgh, he, he was born in Pittsburgh. He played at Pitt, like, He's got a, a long history with the city of Pittsburgh. This we everybody kind of paints Aaron Donald as, you know, super nice off the field and all that. And obviously, we know how big he is. We know how strong he is. I mean, he's ridiculous. Like there's there's nobody like him in the NFL except for maybe Indomitian Sue back years ago. But he is um, like this, this is crazy to think about because the picture that has been painted of him is nothing like what they are alleging here. 
Uh, do you think that there's a chance that it wasn't Donald that actually did it, that he's just the highest profile name of the group that actually beat up this guy? Um, there's a there's a chance. I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that the person that quote-unquote bumped into him didn't just bump into him. The, the truth is and, – and also I'm going to guarantee you that Aaron Donald's not the choir boy we think he is. Well, of course the truth not. always lies in the middle. We all live in the gray. You know, the only things I'm ever 100% black and white on are things that don't matter at all, okay? Like what soft drink I'm going to allow in my house. <laughs> Everything else in life that actually matters, we, we all live in the gray. It's all done in the gray, and, and, and I'm sure – I'll tell you this though, I don't I don't know that Aaron Donald wasn't able to do these things or didn't do these things on his own, you know. But but I'm gonna bet this isn't a I bumped into him and he immediately turned, saw red and snapped and beat the hell out of me. Okay? Yeah. So I doubt that's what happened. It's Joseph Gomez, by the way, jumped in on YouTube. He said they believe it was a misunderstanding. He said there's only one place open in Pittsburgh at three AM. Hint, poles and strobe lights. Uh he said, uh, Andrew Shirey said Donald got ejected multiple times against my Niners after he lost it. He's always had a temper. And that is true. Um, you know, I just, it's so weird to think about because on the field, you you know of him as, as one thing, but obviously off the field, you think of him and all of his charitable contributions uh, back to the city in Pittsburgh, in L.A., all that kind of stuff. And to see this come out, you know, it, obviously there's, there's the Deshaun Watson stuff and whatever else, but... If if he ends up, you know, he he's he's got a criminal complaint right now that's going to likely lead to charges. Maybe not likely. Let's just say it might lead to charges. If there are charges for this, is this something that he could miss time for in the NFL season? Yeah, I think he will miss time. I don't think he'll miss a bunch of time, though. You know, Roger Goodell is so fickle with some of this stuff. You know, some of this stuff he overpunishes. And, and, and really goes hard on these guys. It all just depends and, on and public relations. Yeah, it's all on public relations. You know, like, if you hit a woman, obviously I'm, there's going to be more time than, uh, than yeah, if you, you hit a, get yeah, in a you bar fight. Up a, you beat up a guy in a strip club, they're going to assume that that guy probably has some wrongdoing involved in it, too. And, and they're probably not wrong on some of those things, either. Um, and, and so it's just one of the situations where, you know, I, I, I think he's probably going to miss anywhere between four and six games, but, but he won't get off scot-free. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Even if he didn't have a whole lot to do with uh, with the actual assault, uh, the fact that he was involved, that he was there uh, with a group of yeah. people that did this, uh, it's probably going to cost him. So that's uh, that's, right. that's interesting. We're still early in the process on this case, so you know we'll we'll be following. We'll see exactly what ends up coming out of it. Let's move off of that one, and we're going to talk about your brownies for just a minute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. They signed Jadavian Clowney. A couple of years ago, that would have been like a massive, massive signing. Now, this is his third team in three years. It didn't look great with the Tennessee Titans last year. But you put him opposite of Miles Garrett, and maybe you got something. They are the only team in the NFL that has two former number one draft picks right now. What, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, Jadavian's a long way away from being the number one draft pick. Agreed. Um, <laughs> from, from what he from what he used to be, but I I I, I, I maintain this: Davion Clowney is much more a run stuffer than he is a pass rusher, and and I still think he's very good at that part of it. He's a piece to a defense, 
that is going to rotate a bunch of guys in outside of Miles. And, um, and, and I think he's a valuable piece. <clears throat> I think he's a guy you don't want to play a ton of snaps, but when he gets in there, you want him to wreak havoc. But he's not a pass rusher. And all we look at defensive edge guys is if you're a great pass rusher or not. We only look at pressures. We only look at, at pass rush. We only look at uh, uh, sacks. Those are the only things we look at. We stop looking at runs, uh, run tackles behind the line of scrimmage, all that stuff. Um, we don't we don't look at it at all. I think he's still got enough athletic ability to do those things, and I think that's something that the Browns could could use uh, pretty pretty badly is is a run stopper. So I think he's a piece to the weakest part of the defense, which is the front seven. I, I do think that you line him up opposite of Miles Garrett and and it gives him more opportunity uh, to be able to get back uh, there. 100%. So I, I think this this was a pretty good signing. I, I think the Browns have reason to be excited about this. I, Browns fans are acting like they've already won the Super Bowl on Twitter. I, I know that you hadn't been on because you've been driving all day, but uh, it, it is a party well, this in is Cleveland. A, this is a guy, well, you got to remember now, this is the first time the Browns are picking 26th in the draft, okay? Yeah. All right? That, we haven't picked that late. In my life, okay. So, so, so I'm 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 38 years old right now, and and it and it's never been that late in the draft picking. So, uh, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I think this is a big deal. I think it's important. Uh, I think Clowney. Um, I think Clowney could be better than uh, than anybody that you get at 26. Oh, 100. He's going to outperform the contract that we give him. It's a one year deal. I don't know the money. Um, I'm sure it's not a lot. And and I haven't seen. So he gets another one year prove it. Deal oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, and, one year, one year deal worth up to ten million dollars. Up to. So, do we have any guaranteed money or uh, like base salary? Uh, let's see. Uh, nope, that's the that's the only news. The deal is worth up to ten million dollars. The source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. So the the actual okay. deal has not come out yet. Well, I hope he I hope he gets all the ten because that means he had all of his incentives and the Browns did well. Um, and I think he'll be a good, meaningful piece. This is just not a guy that I want to play a bunch of snaps. I want him to be great on all the snaps that he plays. But if he only plays fifty percent of the defensive snaps, I'm a happy man. And I think that's good for our defense. Hey, I was wrong on that number, by the way. Uh, the Browns have three of the past seven number one overall draft picks on the roster. Uh, didn't even well, think yeah, about Baker. Got Baker as well. Yep. Didn't yeah. even think about Baker. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, I think uh, I think this is a good move for uh, for the Browns. Not too shabby. Uh, moving on from there, we'll stay in the NFL. And you know, I I had to bring this up. I brought it up on my solo show last night. It, I don't know what to make of the NFL players boycotting the voluntary workouts. The now it started with the Broncos and the Seahawks, but it has extended to the Lions and the Bucks, and you know there's even more teams now. They're like, eh, the protocols aren't. We don't feel safe with the protocols yet. Not everybody's been vaccinated. Blah 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 blah. And the NFL, I was reading at Pro Football Talk, and the NFL kind of looks at this as a win because agents of some of these younger guys are going to tell them, hey, you need to be at those voluntary workouts. Because you need to get in tight with that coach and whatever else, so that when the time comes, you know they they'll choose you over whoever else, right? Like I, right. yeah. I, what what are your thoughts here? I mean, is, is it smart? Like obviously, some of these teams it, it makes more sense for because they put into the contract for the players. Hey, you, <laughs> Matt's already jumped in. He said uh, we're going to see some injuries pop up. Well, we didn't see a ton of them last year. We I think we saw the same amount last year. It's what it's what it felt like, but. I also don't think that it means that they're they're not working out. It just means they're not working out at team facilities. I I don't know how much of a difference this makes. So I feel like everything. I feel conflicted. Yep. Um, the most the, so so openly. Can you boycott something that's voluntary? Is so a boycott. She, we should probably put voluntary in uh, in quotation marks because. Some contracts, like for the Broncos, some of the player contracts, or I think the most of the uh, the player contracts, are they've got bonuses tied to showing up for these voluntary workouts. But but hang on now, but that's a bonus. That's a bonus. That's not. That's not. Uh, you know. You know that's extra. That's yeah, over it's, it's and not. Above it's not required. Beyond. Yeah. 
so so it's still it's still it's still not boycotting, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like if it's voluntary to begin with, is it really boycotting? I, I mean, it's no. strange that they're doing it as a union. It's strange that they're doing it as a whole. And if you were a rookie or a player coming off an injury and you want it to go, like would the rest of the team like look at you like a scab, like you're crossing a line? Because I'm going to tell you, not everybody is afraid of COVID the way some people are afraid of COVID. Many people have handled the COVID situation very differently. And as of right now, all of those people are still here. And they're all still functioning in the way in which they choose to function. And and who are we to say one side is right and one side is wrong? And you can't point to any side. You know, all the states that lock down have almost the identical problems and or good swings, the, the, the ups and downs of COVID, as the teams that didn't lock down law, the states that didn't lock down law. So you can't point to any one side and say, they're right. No, no, they're right. You can't do that. It's impossible. We don't have enough information. And I I partially think they're using COVID to, to get out of being under the thumb of management, and that's fine. If they want to do that, I don't care. Um, it is a voluntary workout. I, I don't understand why you have to boycott something that's voluntary. I do wonder if there's players that want to go. Are well, the here's, rest of the team going to look at them as somebody crossing a picket line? Well, that's so. Here's here's the situation. Uh, I'll read off a part of this article. It says, The league, we're told, sees this as a potential win, a reminder that collective action for this specific unionized workforce does not work. The last time the NFLPA attempted to stand together against the league came in 1987 when the players went on strike, when the league hired replacements, when the regular players eventually began to cross the picket line, and when the work stoppage collapsed. This time around, the replacement players already will be on the payroll. If and when veterans stay away, younger players will show up to take advantage of the extra opportunities to develop and to persuade coaches that they can be trusted with roster spots in playing time come September. Agents will advise clients not likely to win one of the 53 regular season jobs to show up for the offseason program. Teams will sign undrafted free agents with a not-so-subtle understanding that they'll show up for offseason workouts and show up they will. Per a source with knowledge of the situation, players have already asked teams if they will be permitted to participate in the offseason program even if their teammates boycott. There will be, as the source explained it, Hundreds of players who will choose to attend and to participate. There will be no unity, and it is going to backfire horribly. The source predicted. So, but that's a prediction. Yeah. What I want to know is: Are the veterans in those locker rooms going to look at the players that want the treatment, want the extra work, as if they're doing something wrong? Because you you can't fault somebody for wanting to better themselves. They're not trying to. I mean, they, at the end of the day, they're trying to take your job. You're on the same team, but they want to start. They want to be a star. They want to make their way in the world, and and they they need a roster spot. You know, I, yeah. I can't I can't blame those guys. I, you know me and my stance on everything. I just want everybody to be able to do whatever the hell they want to do without outside influence. Okay, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, do what what makes you happy and what betters you and your family. To use COVID, I, I just don't, I don't like the manipulation of stuff. If you don't want to go, don't fucking go. You yeah. know, like, I don't care. It's voluntary. You don't want the bonus, don't take the bonus. You make a lot of money, who cares? <clears throat> when I make a lot of money, I don't work as hard. I don't, I don't have to grind for that extra nickel. When, when things are tight, I'm out here grinding. So, so it's just, you know, it, it is what it is, but everybody's not in those shoes. You know what I'm saying? Some of these guys live in big houses. Some of these guys still live in apartments. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Hey, uh, by the way, about an hour ago, uh, report came out, NFL plans for on-field off-season workouts for all players from May 24th through June 18th. It says uh, the NFL plans to proceed with the off-season program regardless of whether the NFLPA tells its members to show up. Uh, per a source with knowledge of the situation, the league has communicated to all teams the contours of the 2021 off-season program, the NFL believes that the various phases and activities comply with the league's uh, rights under the collective bargaining agreement, along with the COVID-19 protocols developed jointly with the NFLPA last year. Under the NFL's plan, the first two phases of the offseason program will happen virtually. Players who participate will receive a per diem of $275 and credit toward the minimum participation necessary to receive workout bonuses. Um, I mean, it's, you know, 
This is interesting. Like I, I, I it, it's so once, weird. Once again, I, like like I don't fault the guys who don't want to go. Okay, if you're a veteran and you don't want to go to these things and you know how to work out, you're not nagging with an injury or or you're you're fine getting treatment the way you want to get treatment and you're staying in shape or not staying in shape. That's your choice, your business. I don't care, but don't sell it as. Oh well, it's not safe from COVID, but then we cut you out in the nightclubs. We cut you out, like you know, you're in an, you got yourself in an Aaron Donald situation like last night, but then crying. Oh well, the the, the facility's not safe. Well, you think the strip club's safe? Like I don't care that you go to the strip club. <laughs> do what you want to do. Live your life. But I don't like fake excuses. You're manipulating something that's actually a serious thing to try. And all the players' unions done over the last. I don't know, decade and a half, is try to make more money. Don't fault people for that, for doing less work. Not really faulting people for that. But what I am saying is if somebody's willing to put in more work, then they shouldn't be penalized. And if they take your spot, great. And if they put in all that extra work and they're still the third or fourth best person at their position and they don't make a roster spot, so be it. Football is a meritocracy. That's just what it is. If you don't show up at all, and you show up day one without practicing at all, and you're better than everybody else, you get to start, you get to spot. Because at the end of the day, that coach, the GM, the front office, everybody on that team wants to win. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. I'm uh, I'm excited to see exactly what's going to happen out of this. Because, it, you know, ever since the COVID stuff started, it's been kind of nonstop between all these leagues and their players. And who is going to be the first one to actually have like a work stoppage? Who's what are what are we going to see? You know, I, that's that's what I want to know. Like who who thinks that they are bigger than the actual league? That's what I want to see. And and I don't know that there's any NFL player that believes that they are bigger than the NFL or that the NFL can't go on without them. But you know, you start pulling some stuff like this, you know, the, you decide not to show up for. Um, uh, you know, for OTAs, you you decide not to show up for uh, for fall camp, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I, we'll, we'll see. Now, obviously, we've seen guys hold out before uh, for contract stuff and, and whatnot, and they all end up getting picked up at some point. But this one's a little bit different. So I'm I'm curious. I'm I'm very curious. Let's uh let's close out with this one today. Uh, McGregor and Poirier. I talked about it last night. Whether or not the uh, the trilogy fight was going to be on. And turns out it is. McGregor signed his agreement this morning, and the reason that he signed it is UFC announced that Las Vegas is back. The uh, the UFC 264 fight between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor is going to be in front of a full house, 20,000 people at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Vegas is opening up full capacity crowds on June 1st, and I am Stoked about this. The quote from McGregor to Ariel Hawani from ESPN was, I'm going to rip this game a new asshole July 10th. The Mac is back in Sin City, full house. I think all the stuff that went on the past few days between McGregor and Poirier, uh, all the bad blood, McGregor looked past all of that and said, wait, 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 I get to fight in front of 20,000 people again? Like, yeah, sign me up. I don't care who the opponent is. Like, if it's Dustin, I'll beat his ass. If it's whoever, I'll beat his ass. Like, let's go. I am ready for this. How uh, how pumped are you to see this in front of twenty thousand people? Yeah, I'm excited. I'm glad they're having full stadiums back, and uh, um, there, there's no doubt they'll sell it out. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the fight. I, I'm going to tell you, think what you want. I watched that last fight. Army is not a joke, and McGregor McGregor could have and should have beaten him easily. Did you see the odds that came the out? The way he fights, no. Uh, so McGregor opened up as a minus one hundred and five favorite, I believe, and and that kind of sure. jives with with what we talked because we both agreed that it looked like McGregor was the better fighter. He just didn't take the opportunities and he got caught. He didn't, but he does what he does all the time. The problem is, is will he ever stop doing that shit? Will he be okay losing fights? I've watched him lose two fights that were huge fights. Formier is one of them because he wanted to play with his opponent. And I don't understand that. This is not a sport where you play with people. This is a sport where you fight people to knock their ass out. And he plays with folks, and he gets caught. In big-time situations, and at some point in time, 
when his record has a bunch of L's on it, and we look back and we say all those L's are because he dicked around and didn't take it serious in the middle of it because he thought he could win, at, or maybe he just thought he was invincible. But the Diaz fight, he played with him. Diaz called him. Diaz couldn't see. His whole face was bloodied up, and he was swinging blind. And 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 literally, uh, McGregor stuck his chin out and shook it, and Diaz just caught his ass. And then it was ball game. It was over. Yeah. And the same thing happened every time he had Formier on the ropes. He hit him, he get him clean, and he wouldn't follow up. He just let Cormier fall back, and then he would back up. And he'd let him get up, and he'd let him get up. He did it three or four times in that fight. And Cormier caught him once and didn't let him get up. He followed up, he followed him to the ground, and it was ball game. Yeah. I, I would imagine, I just, like, it, I, I'm hoping that I see a different McGregor in this fight. Obviously, you and me both. Like we enjoy the McGregor We've been experience. We've to see that McGregor forever, though. That's true, but it, he hadn't he hadn't like fought at much. At some point, down, do Tigers just not change their stripes? Can he help himself? So I, I will say this: this is the first fight that he's had that wasn't you know over a year after the previous one, right? Like that's that's the biggest thing uh, because as soon as the Habib fight was done, um, it, it, we didn't see him again until you know the fight against Cowboy, and then he was off for another year, and then. You know, and then he lost to Poirier, and it is what it is. Like, I, I, I'm curious if getting more active, getting back into the swing of things, actually seeing this action in the octagon, if that changes anything. And that's that's what I'm curious about. And so, I I will tell you, I'm excited about it. Like, it, you know, we've got a, a long list of, of upcoming fights that are going to be outstanding. And I, I just hope that that one is the, is the capper, you know. That's that's what I'm hoping. So I'm with you. So I am excited for it. I, I love watching McGregor. He's, they're, they're always going to get my money with Connor. I, I if it's the you know you never get you know short odds with him. It's always hard to bet him. I just usually stay away from his fight, or or I bet the other way simply because the odds are just too good because Connor's name carries with it so much extra juice that you got to pay. There's just an extra tax for betting on Connor. Um, that minus one hundred five, and that's that's short odds. I, I'm really curious what it closes at. I bet it's not close to one hundred five. No, I bet I bet it's minus one thirty. I bet that's what it closes at. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bet we're gonna get juice, especially with it being in Vegas. I'm gonna bet I'm gonna bet the, the Irishmen of the world are gonna ascend upon Vegas again. Yep. And uh, and and yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pump those numbers. It's, I'm uh, I'm trying to look and see what the what the numbers look like right now. If uh, let's see, I'm trying to look at a couple of different books, and uh, da, 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 da. Oh, they took it back off the board. Hold on, let's see, and uh, let's see, McGregor minus one ten as of right now. So it's already moved. So. And that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it, you know, if you can get McGregor, if if you really think he's going to win this fight, and you can get him at these odds, uh, that would be the time to do it. You know, <laughs> like that's that's the time We're that only you. Only going to get worse. Oh yeah, it's it's certainly going to be. You know, it it'll be minus one thirty, minus one thirty five. I bet by uh, by the time the fight night hits. So I'm uh, I'm stoked about it. I'm excited about all these UFC fights. Obviously, we got uh, Usman against Masvidal next weekend. We've got. Um, uh, we got Nate Diaz against Leon Edwards. We got Charles Oliveira against Michael Chandler. I mean, we got some we got some fun fights coming up, man. Uh, yeah, Corey Sanhagen, yeah, Sanhagen, and, uh, and TJ Dillashaw is going to be a good one. man. Like we we ought to be able to to just kind of set up camp uh, every Saturday night at at one of our houses and and be able to be entertained. Like <laughs> I think we're going to be good for a while. So they they've yeah. got some big time stuff coming up. So all right, is there anything that has popped that uh, that you think we need to hit on? Uh, no, my, my Red Sox won the first game of their doubleheader. That is, uh, seven straight. I believe seven in a row. Yep. And, uh, I, so, so someone found an old Facebook post of mine from 2018 where the Red Sox went on this like hellaciously long winning streak at the end of the season. And, uh, I, I hashtag they may never lose again. And, they they commented on it's not even a friend of mine. I don't even know how Facebook works anymore. Like this is this is not even a friend of mine. I guess it's somebody who follows me but can still see myself. 
And uh, <laughs> and and they commented yesterday and said you need to bring this hashtag back. And and I kind of thought today when I saw it was three nothing, um, just checking scores as I was driving, I thought, wow, they we're, we're two weeks into the season and they may never lose again. <laughs> you are insane. You are insane. Hey, by the way, uh, real quick, David Cobb. Yeah. Uh, NCAA Council passes one-time transfer legislation allowing athletes immediate eligibility per report. Uh, it is close oh, to becoming official. Wait a minute. Um, it, is it, that Trump, the Lincoln Riley bullshit? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Division one. Well, oh. it's it's still still in conference though, so I I don't know yet. Um, but they they voted unanimously. Uh, in favor of a measure that will allow athletes in all sports to transfer once without sitting out a season, and the measure is expected to receive final approving on or final approval on Thursday. Uh, this is according to the Athletics Nicole Auerbach. So, hey, pretty big day. We uh, will have a lot to talk about on uh, on tomorrow. I guess you will have a lot to talk about on tomorrow night's show. You're uh, you're supposed to be handling the Thursday night show. Um, so yeah, this is uh this is pretty big, pretty big stuff. I didn't know if it would ever get here. I, I hope at some point in time the NCAA rules trump the, the conference rules. It's ditto. Ditto. I'd, I'd, I'd like for them to, to take that little rule and shove it right up uh, uh, Lincoln Riley's ass. <laughs> I, I can believe it. I can believe it. All right. Let's let's uh, let's dive out of here. Let me let you get back to driving. Uh, you guys have been incredible. Everybody that jumped in on the chat, Brown, Yeti, Matt, Joseph, everybody else, we appreciate you guys for doing so. If you would so kindly hit that like button for us, Share the show out. Tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. And make sure you are subscribed everywhere you need to be subscribed. Leave a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, head over to winningcureseverything.com and hit up sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. For Chris, I am Gary. And take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.